He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia and Amen. You may be seated. As some of you are used to hearing me use three questions, I'm going to use them for all of us. Three questions when you hear a message or read a devotion. What did I hear today from the sermon? Second, what does God's Word have to say about this? And third, how will this affect me in the next seven days? God's grace and peace be with you as we gather to celebrate with assurance what God has done for the world. And I pray that you can celebrate personally knowing for sure what God has done for you in Christ. As a preacher who is about to try to capture your attention for the next, I don't know, 50 or 60 minutes of my sermon, I'm going to step into dangerous territory before I go into the message. And I'm willing to ask this question, and my question for you is this, how easy is it for your mind to wander? How easy is it for your mind to wonder? Some of you have perhaps heard the uh, figure of speech that is shared this way. Squirrel! Right? That's a figure of speech that's used when either you as the speaker or you're talking to someone who is the hearer is squirrel easily distracted, like a squirrel darting across the yard or up the tree. And though most of us would like to say, oh, I can focus, it's they, my family members, who struggle to focus, I think all of us have squirrel moments, right? Because there are so many distractions, things, events, people, devices calling out for our attention. And I know this is hard to believe, especially when we gather on a festival day like this to celebrate Easter, but we can be distracted. So right now, what are you thinking about? Where's your focus? On that first Easter morning, there were plenty of concerns, plenty of distractions calling for the attention of those who had witnessed the events of the past three days from Good Friday to that Sunday morning. And as Pastor Nathan read from the Gospel of Matthew, the list of all those who observed those events, it's narrowed down to two, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, it's listed at. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, witnesses on Friday of their dear friend's death, a terrible death. On that day, they watched the one whom they had placed their hope in die. The one who was going to answer all of life's hardships deceased. And on that first Easter, there were plenty of things, plenty of distractions on their minds. First, Matthew doesn't record it, other gospel writers do. The women went to the tomb because they were carrying spices. They needed to finish the burial preparations of their dear friend. Going to the tomb, some things on their mind. There's a large stone that they saw placed in front of the opening. It needed to be moved. Others were so worried that there was going to be a lie about the resurrection because they felt his disciples would steal the body. They asked the government to put a seal on it. 
and then guards were posted. So as they headed to prepare their friend's body properly, lots of details needed taken care of right there at the tomb. They also had the reality of his death, their dear friend's death, Jesus' death. They had witnessed it, but now as they gone to prepare his body, they were going to see it again. Their dear friend and all their hopes now lie lifeless, dead, cold. And so walking into that tomb with their dear friend lying there, they would have to deal with their hopelessness again. And then grief, not only hopelessness, but grief. Grief and loss. Life that they had hoped how it would turn out wasn't going to. And now to see his body again lying there dead, grief and loss would be right in front of them. They, those two, grief and loss, would be crying out for their attention as their tears would fall. And what about the distraction of fear? Actually, these two ladies are braver than the rest of the crowd. We find out that the disciples, they're locked away out of fear. These two women, though, they went in spite of soldiers that they would have to deal with. And then in the midst of those fears comes the Lord's servant, an angel. Be not afraid. One thing after another, like one squirrel after another, distracting them that Easter morning, opening a grave, dealing with death, walking through grief and loss again, and facing their fears. What about you? What about you this morning? What's calling out? What's crying out for your attention? What distractions are darting past your mind's eye? I don't know what all of you dealt with in the past week. And none of us know what any of us will be dealing with in the week in front of us. But those things that the Marys were distracted by, their attention was called towards, may be part of your journey from this past week or in the days ahead, standing by a grave. I know four families from our faith family will be standing by graves this week. Maybe we've had to face the reality of death of a loved one in the past or we're knowing that the reality of death of a loved one is coming. Or grief and sadness from turmoil perhaps in our own lives or turmoil in our own homes or workplace or in the world. Fears. Perhaps fears are calling out for your attention, fears of the unknown of what might happen in certain situations and in relationships, fears of our culture and nation and world. One squirrel distraction after another. And if that isn't enough, God has Paul write to the Colossians in that second reading that Nathan shared with us of things of this earth, things that cry out, for our attention. And there are things in this life that are good in their nature, for that which God has created, He said, was good. 
But so often those good things in life can consume us, consume our efforts, our resources, our focus, our life. And then we forget that those good things are actually very temporal. And they will come to an end. This physical life and health, our possessions and income, our family, our children, our grandchildren, our jobs, our plans for life and work, recreation and retirement, and even our thoughts of life together in family and in neighborhood and church family. Good squirrels, so to speak, those temporal blessings, but they too will come to an end. They are things of this earth that can distract us drastically. And if that's not enough squirrels darting past our mind's eye, there are also those things of this earth that come from our broken nature. The brokenness in my heart and in yours, the sin that corrupts our mind. If you read in the book of Colossians, a little bit past these verses, Paul lists those things from this earth, this broken life that distract us. Sexual immorality, impurity and passions, evil desires, coveting, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from our mouths, and lying to one another. In our lives or in the lives of others, the brokenness of this sinful heart, the things of this earth become things that can consume our attention. One distraction after another, darting past our mind's eye. The things that the Marys dealt with, death and grief and fear. The good gifts that God has given to us, but are temporal that may consume all resources. And the brokenness in us and around us. And it's into the midst of all those squirrel distractions, I want you to hear again the second reading. God speaks through St. Paul, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. God speaking through His Spirit, giving that inspiration to Paul, is telling us, change your focus. For each one of us, think about the things that are secure above. Set your mind, God's Word says on things above. So what is it that we set our minds on this day? We set it on the death of Jesus, for that is God's good gift for you. Setting our minds on the cross of Christ because there, your debt and my debt, it was carried by Jesus and our sins are forgiven and Satan has been defeated. No matter how hard he tries to distract us to cause hopelessness, at the cross of Christ there is victory. Set your minds on Jesus' death. Set your minds on his resurrection because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is God's good gift for you. That resurrection 
brings to us the fact that death no longer wins. The grave will not hold us in. And you, you will be raised at the last day. Set your mind on your baptism. Those are words woven there in Colossians chapter 3. You have been connected to Christ. Your life is hidden in Him. You're connected through baptism to His death. And then in your baptism, you are raised with Jesus to new life. He is the firstborn of the dead, and we will follow. Therefore, our identity today and every day is in our baptism because it's there we're hidden in Jesus. He becomes our identity. No need to change to seek a new identity. It's found at the tomb of our Savior after He died at the cross. And just a side note, if any of you have not been baptized, please see Pastor Nathan or myself following the service. We would love to discuss with you this amazing gift from God. So set your mind on Jesus' death. Set your mind on His resurrection. Set your mind on the gift of your baptism. And set your mind on this fact. That with Jesus, our risen Lord, He makes all things new. He makes all things new. We know that and we await for that final reality. Sin gone. Death gone. Tears gone. Fears gone. This is sure and certain because of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. When we conduct a funeral service here at St. John, the family and the friends at the close of the service in the sanctuary, we go to the cemetery for a service called the committal service. There the remains of the loved one is laid to rest as again we turn to God's Word and we share in prayer. When that committal service comes to a close as we stand next to the grave, guess what we say? We share the Easter greeting right next to a grave. We'll stand there at the cemetery and say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia and Amen. Why would we use an Easter greeting standing next to a grave in the midst of grief and loss? To distract us. <laughs> to move our minds from things on earth to the sure and certain things in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We use that Easter greeting there at the burial to lift our eyes from the grave back to the victory that we celebrate this day in Jesus our Savior. I'm going to propose that we have a new figure of speech today and in the days ahead for us Christians. When things start to consume and distract your attention, I pray others around you, especially the Holy Spirit, will remind you with these words, instead of squirrel, that you would hear, He is risen, He is risen indeed. That you, oh, amen, good, thanks. <laughs> and that your eyes and your hearts would be lifted to set your mind on things above.
that are sure and certain in Christ's death and resurrection. I'm smart enough to know that in the coming days, some of us will deal with those merry things. Grief and death and graves and fears. All of us, as long as the Lord gives us life, will have those good things of this earth that God has given to us. And because of our brokenness, we will also daily deal with those broken things of sin because of our fallen nature. But in the midst of all of those things of this earth, may we be distracted and refocused through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia and amen. Again, what did I hear today? What does God's Word have to say about this? And how will this affect me in the next seven days? May your squirrel moments turn into He is risen moments. In Jesus' name, amen.